0: Hey this is Pastor Nate Cook and you're listening to Pontificating Pastors, a podcast where we lock two pastors in a room and just let them talk about anything and everything. My friend Michael Pig is a church planner in San Marcos, Texas, and I'm a traditional church pastor here in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Special shout out to Russell Martz for the awesome intro music. You can find Russell on SoundCloud at Sprouts Music, S-P-R-O-U-T-Z. And now, we hope you'll enjoy this episode of Pontificating Pastors. Hey Michael, how are you doing this week? Doing well. How are you, Nate? I'm doing really, really well. So I had a interesting experience the other day. Okay. I for a class I had to go to a different kind of religious group other than my own tribe, even Christianity. So oh, wow. Uh, because I minister on Sundays and Wednesdays, I chose a seminar in the Church of Christ Science. Which I didn't know anything about until yeah. I started taking this class.
1: I had an aunt and uncle who were Christian science.
0: Oh. So, the interesting thing to me is that in this uh, group, the Church of Christ Science, they believe that um, the body, the flesh, everything is not even real. So, um, that leads to some interesting, interesting conclusions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that,
1: that. Has issues and associated with medical uh, care, with uh, just the nature, the nature, well, the nature of everything. I mean, the nature of prayer, the nature of uh, worship. All, everything comes into question if you talk, if you do that.
0: Right. So I walk into this uh, church building, and um, it's on a Sunday afternoon at two p.m. There's about forty people there. And I realized really quickly that I am in the minority. Um, I was one of eight males there. And probably everyone else was female and was probably over 55 or 60 years old. And so you can imagine I stuck out like a sore thumb. Um, And I was thinking to myself, you know, if a guy found themselves, you know, an unmarried sixty-year-old man. This would be the place to be, <laughs> <Of course>. because
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that, that popped in your head. Yeah, um, um, it, was it monochromatic?
0: Yes, everyone in the building was white. Okay, so I was um, in the minority in the sense that I was one of a few males there, mm-hmm. and and young, and. Young. Yeah. and So anyway, I go to the seminar, and the lady speaking uh, is very interesting. I mean, she uses Scripture a lot. She uses a text by Mary Baker Eddy, one of their founders. Uh, But she gets to the point where, you know, I could have seen this being a lot of church services, except for the quotations out of the Bible that were used like biblical quotations, until she starts talking about cutting her finger um, while she's cooking. And then it got really really interesting. So she tells about all this blood and and about, you know, it's like it was so bad that she thought about calling um the ambulance and everybody chuckles because haha, you know, we don't we don't seek medical advice. Right, 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 right. And then through the just like right belief, it wasn't even on focusing like like we would pray for the cut or we would pray for healing. It is more like if I could just envision the love that God has and the unbrokenness of creation, then my finger uh, would repair itself. And it did, and she doesn't have a scar to this day. This is the testimony that I hear. And uh, it's, so to me, like, that's the point where I'm jumping off board. Uh, I'm like, okay, you know, a lot of the stuff you said was really good. It was all about the love of God, um, you know, the eternal knowledge of God. I'm okay with all that stuff until you start talking about cutting your finger and thinking about God and it just not bleeding anymore and healing perfectly. Uh, Then I'm jumping off board. And and throughout the semester, we've looked at all these different kinds of uh, religious movements, and some of them have some really, really strange beliefs. And then I'm watching the news, and this Nexium cult comes on. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, with Chloe from Smallville. I didn't read that because I really like the character Chloe from Smallville. And I didn't want to know any bad stuff about her.
0: Yeah, and so I'm reading this, and I'm thinking: at what point do the red flags not stop you from from entering into this situation where uh, you you become a sex there's, slave? There's an alarm, an internal alarm that's just going: run away, run away, run away. Yeah, and and the point I know you didn't read it, but it gets to the point where this ritual is: these women are in an all girls sorority. And they're forced to strip down. And there's a doctor there who uses a soldering iron to
1: brand them. Oh my goodness.
0: And they don't know this is going to happen when they go in. They think they're getting tattoos. No. How does this happen? I know this is what I'm saying. And then by the time it gets all the way through, they, they look at the branding later and they realize it, that it is the man who is the cult leader Um who ha- it's, it's shaped like his initials. So they've literally been branded with this guy's initials. Oh my goodness. And so one of the things I've been thinking about this whole semester as I've been going through this is um, how in the world, like some of the stuff is really close, you know, to Christianity. A lot of it's derived from Christianity, but how in the world do you get to that point? And, and I think actually one of the things we've been talking about in a class is it a lot of it serves as a commentary on the church
1: yeah but- it, yeah it's it, but it's such a difficult thing because um, you know I get I get real down on uh, the whole idea of celebrity pastor you know or even in a small church where the pastor's personality is carrying the weight of the gathering um, and, and so it's it's a real struggle there because you know, I don't know what to do with that, but people flock to venues every day of the week to hear people make commentary on political situations, to, to hear them sing songs and play music, to hear them tell jokes. Um, You know, there, there's a venue for just about everything you want to hear about, and people flock to venues to hear somebody pontificate on something that they're
0: passionate about. So you just use the word pontificate. So you're like totally throwing our podcast under the bus now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, how many podcasts are out there? And people, people are listening.
0: Hey, people just flock to hear Nate and Michael. Okay, Listen, m- maybe I not. Hope
1: so because I feel like compared to a lot of those cults and those weirdos out there who are saying all kinds of crazy stuff, that we're saying some pretty normal, gracious, kind, and loving things. So I'm okay with that. If I've got to do competition with it, you know, then I guess that's what I got to do.
0: Well, I, I was mostly just being sarcastic about <laughs> the, the nature of our <laughs> listenership. I, I mean, my my wife and your wife and a couple other people doesn't count as a flocking to, but hey, uh, you know,
1: if like, I can get Jelly to listen to it, though, I get you know. I, that's exciting to me because my wife is, you know, she, she likes it. She listens to it. And then we talk about it. And so it creates a good conversation that her and I might not otherwise have had. So I'm enjoying just that aspect of it. If nobody else listens.
0: Right. And I'm enjoying the aspect of making it because this is something that's brought joy to me. And also um, we've talked more since we started than we (laughs) have
1: in years. I'm looking forward to Thursdays forward to Thursdays. So.
0: So one of the things that I think I've seen over the years is sometimes uh, just pulling away from all the big stuff and and just sitting somebody in the middle of a room, maybe with a guitar, um, and, and letting people hear their voices again. And then I also think, you know, silence in the service, um, reading prayers that have been well thought out and that maybe maybe have a little more depth than our typical extemporaneous prayers. My intern, Bethany Vera last night did a uh, our, our Wednesday night Bible study for the adults, and she used uh, one of John Wesley's prayers, which was just beautiful, and it was deep, and it was theologically astute. And, and when you prayed it, you're like, yes, yes, I believe this, I believe this, I believe this. I could have never said it that way, but I believe it. And so helping our people yeah. to to understand that there's a depth this isn't just something we thought up uh in the year 2000 uh and and <laughs> 18 whatever so yeah yeah this has been going on um well since since the beginning really creation but you know through Abraham and all the way through the story of God like we right. are part right. of this really deep and wide movement of God and there is so much more depth than I think sometimes we want to let on.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think that's um I think we we struggle because um we're trying not to become a cult. You know what I mean? Right like we're 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 always struggling not to uh not to become a cult, not to be seen that way, not to be you know, and, and the perception because we're we're trying to be very seeker sensitive or uh whatever that is. But I, I think people want something that is authentic. And you know, to be authentic, you have to you have to be willing to say on on these things, we're gonna make a wholehearted commitment to this. And I sometimes we're afraid of it and we kinda hem haw around where we really ought to be saying, no, no, we, we really do love people the way Christ loved people. Well but what if those people try to come back and hurt us? Well, we love people the way Christ Loved people and he loved the ones who crucified him, you know. So, but, but we understand, I think we innately understand the commitment um, when it gets to that cultic uh, level. And sometimes, even in, in studies, you know, this in some classroom settings where we were uh, studying theology and we were studying, you know, the Bible, uh, that we actually referred to it as cultic practice. I, mean, I was going to get into that. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Take off on that.
0: No, I was just going to say we shy away from those things that people might perceive as weird or strange. Yep. I mean, even sometimes uh, churches will shy away from uh, the Lord's Supper because yeah, it commute. feels, you know, we talk about broken body and shed blood. Yeah. Uh, my church, actually, we've been increasing more and more of the amount of times we receive God's grace because we think we probably need it pretty often. Uh, <laughs> sure um but but then you know things like ash wednesday uh liturgical practices uh yeah they can feel kind of cult ick um mm-hmm. but but yet they're based in uh in this tradition that has proven time and time and time again through centuries even though you know it's faced all kinds of challenges all kinds of opposition um that this story rings true with people and that's what i preached about um what people call the fall genesis 3 the other day and i i stole a little bit from uh a guy who's been labeled a heretic now so it scares me even to throw his name out there from time to time but rob bell you know he said oh no i know right oh my goodness wait for the lightning He's Rob, under
1: the bus, man. Don't you know he's under the bus? I know. We're uh, running over him and then backing up to run him over a second time.
0: I have this rare capacity to, to, to find that even people who say things I disagree with will say some really good things. Oh, so. yeah.
1: Leonard Sweet actually said, like somebody called him on that one time. He said, I can't believe you quote some of the people you quote. And he was like, well, if Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, then wherever you find truth— you found Christ. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, the argument thing goes, but the truth can't come out of a liar's mouth. Well, yeah.
0: Yeah, Paul even truth? says if people are preaching for the wrong motives, just let them preach.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe they'll say the right thing to somebody who will believe it for the right reasons. Yeah. So, so it's,
0: yeah. I, well, what I was going to say is Rob Bell says, uh, Scripture isn't just true because it happened, but because it happens. because Oh, absolutely. Because we remember, still... You
1: remember Steve Green used to say, um, you know, he really just dis- had a problem with the WWJD, and 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 we were like, you have a problem with WWJD? Like, what would Jesus do? And he's like, yeah, because I'm more interested in what Jesus is doing than what he did.
0: <laughs> and we were like, oh, that's good, yeah, okay, yeah, well, I can co- quote Steve Green without too much uh, problem, but but. Yeah. But what Rob Bell was getting at and what, what I was trying to get at in the message is that, um, you know, we still are tempted to distrust God's goodness. We're still tempted uh, to want to be our own gods. We're still that nagging question of can God be trusted that showed up in the garden is the question that we all wrestle with. And so um, I, I think that that, you know. It, scripture isn't just true because it happened but because it happens
1: yeah it does it's still sure. happening i mean like just today uh, i was talking with a man and we were we were both struggling uh with you know just some uh some practical things about moving forward uh with this church plant and um in the middle of of our of our conversation which it wasn't an easy conversation um you know we were both kind of uh, sharing our hearts with one another and as we're as we're talking and there's a little bit of emotion on the table and some and just some tense moments and some things that we you know some conversations that we're gonna have to have that we know won't be the easiest conversations and in the middle of it uh, he t- his phone kind of goes off and it's the um it's his go tandem app here are you familiar with
0: go tandem i have seen you use it often
1: yeah i i, I love go tandem um, but his go tandem goes off and it delivers a, a verse to his phone and, uh, and he reads it and it says, uh, it says, he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. And here we were right in the moment where we were like, uh, you know, how do we proceed? Should we proceed? You know, it is one of those moments where you kind of, on some, on some level, you kind of feel like giving up. I don't know, uh. Most pastors I talk to feel that way on Monday mornings. Um, but yeah, the uh, old
0: the old joke is that you drive by the church on Monday morning with a brick in your resume or your uh, resignation letter tied to it and throw it through the window. It, throw it through the window. Yeah, um, when you've well, that, actually had a Molotov cocktail thrown through a window of your church, it's not quite as funny. You don't say, that.
1: yeah, no lie. That's not a that's not a joke anymore. But uh, that's kind of how I was, you know, we were talking, and that's the direction the conversation was going. You know, do we even know enough about what we're doing to stick with this? Should we, and you know, I ask, how often do you feel like giving up? And then he gets the verse that says, he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. And and then he he just holds his phone out and shows it to me. And I'm reading it, and I'm going, I'm telling you what, that verse gets to me every time. It's like it shows up in my life um whenever i feel like giving up and um and so yeah it happens the scripture happens you know um i read on the first day that we set up all of our pipe and drape in this gym and we set up uh you know an altar and the and the and the the musician's stands and and we we did all the things that you would do to prepare for a sunday morning when you're a, a set up and tear down church in a, in a school gymnasium and um and so i just read uh, from uh, the story of Exodus, where they set up the tabernacle for the first time, and it sounds as we're reading it, it sounds just like what we spent the morning doing, uh, all in an effort to reverence the presence of a holy God. Um, and you know, you know whether we've got it figured out or not, I think that I think that's a true statement. It's scripture is still happening. It's happen- It happens right now.
0: Yeah, and I I think that's where. Um... We can trust um the spirit of God, we can trust the word of God, we can trust um some of the traditions, the the uh sacraments and yeah. and, and then we don't have to do the you know, the backflips and 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 the hype and, and all that stuff because um what, what we're grounded in is so much deeper than like I said a worship leader who's hip and sings really well and and (laughs) that doesn't hurt though a pastor who preaches uh you know 10 steps to a perfect life kind of thing
1: (laughs) yeah well i preach that sermon every sunday i think you know here are 10 i know i don't even know if i make a point whenever i preach i'm most of the time i walk off feeling like i don't did i land Did that land does anybody know where we were going with that
0: i've heard you preach and i know better um (laughs) I do think sometimes uh, if you wanted to give a knock to my preaching, it's not always as practical as I would like. But I also, you know, I don't want to be the one who prescribes people, hey, do this, do this, because then what you're telling them is uh, just try harder, just work more. Yeah, if you just
1: work harder, join the cult, follow the rules, and everything will be great. Yeah. But, But we know that's not true. And so you bounce back and forth between practical and poetic. Right, and I think we're in. I think we're in good company, because people are flocking to venues all over the place to hear both the practical and the poetic, and try to meld the two together. And I think that's because they're hungry for for a word from our Creator, a word yeah. from the One who gives purpose. And I and so I keep doing this, this cultic, religious amalgam. That I'm not sure if it's if I've got it right or not because I, I think that there's something very redeeming about it. There's some opportunity to to speak truth and hear truth and share truth and then enact that truth, um, you know, uh, in a way that's, that is both prescribed and poetic.
0: Yeah, so maybe our cult just needs to be governed by um, the Word of God in our lives, uh, working itself out and in the traditions sure. of the church. But but maybe we don't need to shy away from behaviors uh, that feel a little bit foreign to the society and feel mm. a little bit out there. I always, when I've invited friends to church that first time, you always have that uneasiness. Like, what do they think of us?
1: <laughs> do they think we're a bunch of weirdos? Like,
0: like I'm raising my hands while I'm singing. Do they think, well, this is a guy that was in the bank and invited me to church, what is he doing? <laughs> why, he doing? why is he talking yeah. about blood and body and broken? Uh-huh. And yet uh keeping that distinction while helping teach people um the ways that God is working uh through through the scripture through prayer through uh the sacraments is i think that's that's maybe uh something deeper that people can grab onto cuz it's pretty clear if you're willing to get branded for somebody you're searching deeply for something
1: yeah Yeah, you want some kind of meaning, some kind of purpose, some kind of deeper value.
0: Yeah, man. Well, we're about 20 minutes in, and uh, I appreciate you taking some time to talk again. And, man, we love you guys, and I hope you have a great weekend there at Wayfinders. And uh, we're going retreating this weekend with the church, so that'll be fun. Oh, yeah. Well, we're
1: going to go down to the river and do some baptisms.
0: Sweet. Nothing better be than a baptismal service. so Yeah, we're going to join with
1: a, another congregation, and they're going to bring their baptisms, and we're going to bring ours, and we're going to bring barbecue and have a party down by the river. I imagine yeah. there, there will probably be some gangster rap on one side and, and half-drunk people on the other, but we'll be worshiping God right in the middle of it.
0: And rejoicing in the kingdom of heaven as well. Oh, absolutely. Looking All right. Hey, have a great week. All right, man. Take See care. Ya. Hey, thanks again for listening to Pontificating Pastors. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor or any one of the other platforms. We hope you have a great week.